Wake up. Wake up. It's time to get in the zone. Zone. The Race Rat Podcast talks about everything and with anyone to help you grow your brand and business. Here's your host, Evan Shepard. Hello, everyone, and I want to welcome you back to another episode of the Race Rat Podcast. And in this episode, we're going to be talking about the importance of leveraging your money in order to achieve the social and financial freedom that you want in your life. So if you guys are new to the podcast, I just want to welcome you. Uh, Basically, on this podcast, as I just explained, we're always talking about how you can leverage money, branding, attention, all of those things to grow Whatever it is that you want to create for your life, whether it's a you want to be a world-famous photographer, you want to be a, an options trader, or you want to sell stuff on Amazon, it really doesn't matter exactly what you want to do. What does matter is you have a passion behind what it is that you want to do. And my goal is to try to teach everybody through my own experiences and my own failures, um, everything that I've learned, use my guests um, and their experiences to also help the audience and then at the same time be able to document my own journey so that you know when I'm 40 years old and there's a 20 year old in my seat who's trying to figure out what to do they can look back on everything and see all the failures and all the triumphs that I had along the way because that's really one of my um, you know the biggest regret I feel of the best entrepreneurs that are out there right now is they didn't get a chance to be able to really show what it is that um, you know, they, they did, uh, they can really only talk about it, which is something that I don't want future generations to only be able to experience. So getting right into this episode, leveraging money. So what exactly is leverage? Leverage is basically the multiplier that you, you have a certain amount of money and you're able to create more money with it. That's basically the foundation behind any sort of business, any sort of investing, any sort of building of wealth. The whole idea behind the concept is just be able to take your sum of money and turn it into more money. So an example of leveraging money could be, I don't know, for example, a $100,000 house. You want to buy a $100,000 house and you put down 20% for down payment. So you're turning $20,000 of a down payment into $100,000 in assets. 20 times 5 is 100,000 or 20,000 times 5 is 100,000. So basically, you are leveraging your money 5 times. And this is like the main reason why I just absolutely refuse to invest in the stock market. I really believe in my personal opinion that the stock market and stocks are for people in the middle class or people that are designed have their lifestyle designed to retire. And that's not what I want to do. I don't want to have to live my life, you know, working really hard for 30, 40, 50 years and then have to, you know, enjoy the last 10 based on what I've saved up or invested previously. I want to live my life, you know, being able to work when I want, take vacations when I want and basically you know, be able to do that for as long as possible. Because if I work whenever I want and I'm able to take vacations whenever I want and I love what I do, then basically my entire life is enjoying exactly what it is that I want to do, which is extremely crucial to my own morals and ethics. And I'm assuming for my audience, it's going to be a very similar situation to myself. So I refuse to invest in the stock market because there's no way that you can leverage your money. When you invest in things in the stock market, whether it's an Apple stock, whether it's Facebook or NVIDIA or Amazon, there's no way to multiply your money. Your money is at face value. 
right? If you have $2,000, you can buy $2,000 worth of a stock. Now, sometimes brokerages will offer you double your money in exchange for a 5 to 10% um, interest rate, which isn't ideal considering that using double your money, you'd still have to get somewhat of a 3 to 4% return even to just, or like a 4% return to just even break even, which really, really is not ideal. So it's extremely crucial that whatever it is that you choose to invest your money in, and I'm talking to all you young adults out there, um, number one, this is not financial advice in any sort of means. I'm not qualified to give any sort of financial advice. This is just my own opinion and my own experience, not any sort of recommendation. But what I would do and what I, I do personally is I choose to invest in things that allow me to leverage my money. So oftentimes, you know, I talked about it before how I didn't invest. I previously like traded Bitcoin and I traded, um, tried trading stocks for a bit, but like it, those didn't necessarily work out, um, probably because of the way that I approached everything. But basically, um, when you're leverage, you need to find a way to invest to leverage your money. So what I found, what I found between cryptocurrency trading and its volatility, stock market not being able to leverage your money, and its really slow movement, I found that the best thing that works for me is actually using forex trading. So if you guys don't know what forex trading is, it's basically when you trade the value of certain currencies against other foreign currencies. So for example, you could trade the U.S. dollar against the Japanese yen or the great or the British pound or the euro and all those sort of things and those um, you know obviously those have exchange rates right if you travel to a different country then you're going to have to exchange the money you have from your currency in exchange for their currency because you can't be paying with other currencies inside your country right like if you live in America you're not going to be accepting pesos or you know Canadian dollars you have to pay with US dollars because that is our currency that's what makes us a sovereign nation so what I like to do and what's you know completely legal in the um, United States? Sorry, my voice cracked. My throat's a little dry. Um, is with forex trading, you actually get up to fifty times leverage uh, because the forex market usually doesn't move too much. Like I'd say, an average day is probably like one tenth of a percent. Usually on those days where there's less liquidity, on like Fridays, you might see moves that are closer to half a percent, maybe one percent, and um, but, you know, if, let's say you have $1,000 in your account, right? And I, <laughs> if you trade on 50 times leverage, you're pretty ballsy. I'm just going to say that. Uh, good luck to you. But, for example, let's say you had $1,000 in your account. You're really confident about trade. You want to use 50 times leverage. That basically means you're risking $1,000, but your trade value is going to be worth $50,000. So say it goes in the right direction and you make, let's say, half a percent on a $50,000 trade. Well, then you're... Instead of making half a percent on a thousand dollar trade, you're gonna make fifty times what you would make. So half a percent on a thousand dollar trade would be a five dollar profit. Uh, half a percent on a fifty thousand dollar trade would be two hundred fifty dollars profit. So it's a really interesting concept, and that's the. But at the same time, leveraging your money is very difficult because if you were to lose, then your account would go from a thousand to two to minus $250 in profit, so you would actually go to $750 in your total account value, which is a lot of um, a lot of money to lose on a single trade, and especially with an account like that. So it's not, you know, I really believe that when it comes to investing, uh, my biggest mistakes have always came when I didn't manage my risk, when I was 
uh, over leveraged in my Forex trades or, um, you know, just put too much money in a single trade. I've learned since then and my current strategy is just to, when I do use leverage, to not use a large size of it. Keep a very flexible um, margin on my account. That's a very scary word, I know. Um, but I keep a large margin on my account because the last thing you want to do is get your account liquidated, which basically means whatever you have in a, your account goes to zero and you have to start over. Um, so I highly do not recommend um, doing any of this without any sort of research on your own and making your own decisions about your best approach. But the truth is that, you know, I wanted to talk about leveraging money because, I mean, it's, I think it's honestly frustrating how many people are so financially illiterate especially in America. Um, I don't know about you, but it's actually not legal for teachers to teach financial education in school, which I think is flawed, very flawed to begin with, because financial education is something that I don't think harms anybody. And by teaching financial education, it's not going to get, it's not going to teach somebody to go out there and start a hundred million dollar business or be able to provide uh, for their family better, right? There's no harm in any sort of market that comes to teaching financial education to anybody. Um, so I don't really understand why that's a thing. And I really feel like if so many more people understood financial education and started at such a young age like us, then they would be so much better off in the long run and not make the foolish mistake of having to work for money for their entire lives. So, I mean, the truth is that most people, they get money and they don't think to make more money. They see their work and they exchange it for money, and that's just how it is. And ever in the average person's mind, somebody who does not have a lot of wealth or has never, you know, built a lot of wealth, they don't know that money is a tool. People see money as a reward for effort, but so many people and something to be spent. I understand that using money to spend on certain things, you know, like of course you're gonna have expenses. Of course, you're going to go out to dinner every once in a while. Like Those are natural human things. But I'm saying with the money that you don't use, if you have extra money left over from your expenses and from you know other obligations, most people think, okay, I have this much to spend. So they'll go to the mall and they'll buy a new bag or you know they'll go to the Apple store and buy an iPad instead of using that to create more money. Like I think you know how simple it would be? Like, you know how many people, if you were to go to an elementary school and you were to say, I have $1,000, I can either buy an iPad right now, or if I wait two years, I can buy two iPads. What do you think the kids are going to want? They're going to go two iPads, right? And, you know, at the same time, like, if you simplify it in that sort of way, then it incentivizes people to actually take financial responsibility for their well-being. The truth is, so many people in our country think money isn't evil. That's the way the politicians have set it up. Politicians have, I hate politicians, but they basically set up, you know, their whole campaigns based on people not knowing anything, on knowledge, on emotion, right? If you vote for me, I'll fix your financial crisis. No, you won't. The, the president does not have any sort of power to single-handedly change every single person's life financially uh, just by somebody voting for them, right? They're not going to teach a class on this is what you should do with your money and this and that, right? That doesn't happen. Or if you follow me, I'll implement this financial or social construct and everything in your life will be perfect and everything is solved if you vote for me, right? 
they're selling themselves. They're selling themselves for personal gain, right? If you become president and you write a book, boom, instant, $100 million, billion dollars, retire, never work again, right? So they understand by putting themselves and getting a lot of attention in the marketplace and having their name blasted everywhere, and then that's, you know, attention is currency, attention is cash flow. That's going to generate them a lot of money in the long run just because they came a public figure and every single person knows who they are, right? They're using attention to leverage it into money, right? Leveraging money. That is a form of leveraging money. So the biggest mistake that I see anybody who is a teenager, a young adult, like I mentioned before, is just being stupid about what they choose to use their money for. Like I would say if somebody is, you know, out of college, in college, maybe working a job, and they're not doing at least a little bit of something to invest in something, they're making a huge mistake and they're going to kick themselves in the ass for it when they're 50 years old, 60 years old, right? I understand that it's fun to go snowboarding. Do you need to do it every weekend? Absolutely not. I understand that the logo on the bag makes it look like you're rich and makes it look like you're cool, but why don't you solve the root of the problem and not worry about how you look to other people save the $400 on the bag or the belt and be able to compound that over time and actually turn it into something to where you could buy as many bags as you want later on or you could actually be able to build a sustainable life and not be dependent on other people. And that's the major disconnect between people in the 1% and people in the 99%. Is just there is a lack of knowledge about money. Everything in your life that has to do with money should be a positive cash flow outside of your expenses and outside of your obligations. And the best way to create more positive cash flow is to leverage money, right? If you think of all the richest entrepreneurs in the world or the people who've sustained the most amount of wealth, most of the time they start in something small, trading, a business, something like that. And they use their business to purchase real estate, usually commercial real estate, and uh, sometimes residential real estate. And then from there, it's just uh, bon voyage and they're set for life because the real estate that they use is just basically, um, you know, equity, right? They're use they're leveraging the revenue from their business in order to generate more cash flow um, for for themselves, right? So if you say you're Amazon and you need to buy a package or buy a warehouse to hold more packages, right? And you put a million dollars down on a $20 million, um, or not a million, $5 million, $4 million down on a $20 million warehouse. Well, then guess what? You literally leveraged your money again and created $15 million worth of money basically out of thin air just by making a purchase. And people don't understand that. And people think, oh, rich people are evil, rich people um, they're unfair. We need to take all their money. It's not fair to the little guy like me. And I understand the frustration because it, they don't, they, all it is, is just projection of confusion. People don't understand. Don't take the time to financially educate themselves. I, you know, at this, at this day and age, I understand not being financially literate 30 years ago when there was not a ton of knowledge accessible and, you know, biases and, you know, generations just going on and following each other without having access to information. But in a day and age where there's the internet and there's information, you can ask people on Instagram, literally from across the world, there's absolutely no excuse for financial education. And it's frustrating because 
you know, the people around me, everybody that I know goes to college, including myself. But you're surrounded, at least where I go, you're surrounded by a bunch of people who believe that the world is against them. It is a mindset that they're going into all this debt for something that sucks and that this is so unfair and that, you know, blah, 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 rather than taking the time to educate themselves, right? So I highly encourage it if you're a listener of mine and you haven't picked up financial education books, you absolutely need to just engulf yourself in them. And I promise you, they will make a a huge difference in your life. You can listen to financial-related podcasts. Um, There's just so much information out there from the people who have made it and the people that are financially educated that there's just, like I said, zero excuse for not being able to apply things. Now, if somebody doesn't want to invest in something, they don't think it's for them, whatever, they want to buy the, the you know the Gucci bag or the Louis Vuitton wallet or you know drive a BMW that's way too expensive for their budget. Fine. Don't judge other people on their decisions. Judge other people when they complain about their own decisions, right? So if somebody were to like drive a BMW that's too expensive and they complain about never having money, well then that's kind of their fault, right? They aren't financially educated enough, or they're not just you know they just don't take accountability for themselves um and that's something that you just kind of got to let them handle right um but the truth is there's just so many people that are not financially educated and i wish the most for um for my listeners just to take from take from what i say and be able to apply it in their own life in their own sort of way um you know even if it is stocks even if that's what you feel most comfortable with if you don't want to invest a ton of time in trading and you just want to be able to earn a little passive income on the side perfect it is absolutely better than nothing if you want to take the money you earn and you want to try to flip sneakers perfect there's so many ways to leverage your money just the at the end of the day make sure that you're working towards something right boy girl doesn't matter you always have to have some sort of purpose in your life, some sort of fulfillment. And if you don't have any sort of purpose, then you're never going to be satisfied with anything. Because what is your point for being on this planet if you're not doing something on this planet to do something that impacts the lives of other people and makes the lives of others just flat out better? So it's really important. Just make sure you're doing something that you love. And if you love it very, very much, like to a passion, to where you're not going to... Um, you know, give up if it starts getting difficult, then choose to invest in it, right? Like I invest in my podcast outside of my own financial investments because it's something that I love. It's something that's scalable and it's something that genuinely has a positive cash flow at the end of the day after a sustained period of time. So make sure, um, you know, even if it's something on Etsy, even if it's flipping, like I said, flipping stuff on eBay, it doesn't matter. I'm kind of rambling a bit. But just make sure that you're doing something that you love and that there's positive cash flow related to it. Don't be an idiot. Don't take every cent that you earn outside of your expenses and blow it on stupid stuff and always be dependent on the next paycheck. Because the truth is, there's going to be a point in your life where you don't know where the next paycheck is going to come from. And there's going to be a huge amount of regret for you not taking the time to save money or invest money and have something to fall back on. Um, And that's just reality. So make sure, I know this episode wasn't super long, find a way to leverage your money. It can be in a variety of different ways. I do it in Forex. I trade commodities and currencies and uh, sometimes I'll do indexes like the S&P, you know, buying and shorting them, right? I don't like the stock market as well because 
in the stock market, 98% of the investors only rely on the stocks going up and they can't make money when the stock's going down. So I don't choose to be a passive investor. I choose to make money off both sides of the market based on what I see. That's my own personal opinion, but, um, you know, it's definitely something to look out for. And I would highly encourage you if you're somebody who, you know, I don't want to sound cliche, you know, like be a typical entrepreneur, but if you like something like the Wolf of Wall Street and you thought that was super cool, I'm not talking about all the drugs and the money and all that sort of stuff, but I'm talking the actual concept of being able to press a button and earn money from it, that's pretty fucking cool in my opinion. That's why I'm really drawn to it because I'm just fascinated with the whole idea that I can sit at my computer, I can press a button at the right time, and I can actually make money that can be tangible in my hand once I withdraw it. That's super cool to me. That's a super passion of mine. I also find it really cool how I can talk into a microphone also sitting in front of my computer and be able to talk to people all across the world. That's another thing that's super cool, and that's why basically I do the podcast as well, right? It's There's a lot of fulfillment that comes with people appreciating my message and make feeling like I'm making a difference in other people's lives. I want to do the same thing for trading in my own life and be able to expand any sort of financial knowledge that I have or at least opinions that I have onto other people. Like I said, it's not financial advice. That's just what I choose to do. But my only advice that I can give is just to educate yourself. Um, You're not going to be taught it in school by your teachers or anything like that. So make sure you take the time to really just, you know, separate yourself from the pack. And that's, you know, when you start doing things on a repetitive basis and retaining information on a repetitive basis, you know, there's no, there's an unlimited amount of knowledge out there. And the only thing that you can listen to um, is only going to help you in the long run. And I, I promise you, if you buckle down at this at a young age, you're going to have it set by 30 while other people are just getting into it. And you're going to be, you know, people, you're going to be 40, 50 years old and people are going to be like, dude, what the hell did that guy do? Why is he set? Why am I stuck at this job? Why is he in Cancun for the next week? Because, you know, he's retired and I'm just figuring out what a stock is. Don't be one of those people. Don't be one of those people who's just distracted by everything in life and tries to escape it through, you know, alcohol and partying and, you know, buying fancy things because they're insecure. Own up to yourself. Be able to educate yourself and just take some damn action. Number one, when you start applying the things that you learn, that's when you start seeing the difference and you have to do it over a repetitive amount of time. If you fail to do that, you'll never, you know, if you fail to take action, you can soak up all the knowledge you want. The amount of people out there that go buying from e- from each e-commerce source course to the next and never take any action because they're afraid or they're delayed or they think they're going to fail well they're only hurting their bank account because the money is only flowing out when you start taking action that's when the money has at least the possibility of beginning to flow in so thank you all so much for listening i hope you enjoyed this episode Uh, make sure you stay tuned for the next episode you guys can follow me on uh, my social medias Instagram and TikTok at the Race Rat Podcast and Twitter at Race Rat Podcast. Thank you all so much for listening, and I'll see you in the next episode. Thanks for listening to another kick ass episode of the Race Rat Podcast. Make sure to leave an awesome review and follow us on social media if you enjoyed. Now get off your phone because it's time to work.